Welcome to Black Talk Series Podcast. We are excited to have a table and a platform for our black people. We will discuss everything from dealing with the shutdown, art, poetry, schools, relationship, work, family members, future tech, sports, mental, physical, social health, and more. Stay tuned as we talk with everyday people, artists, community members, activists, organizers, educators, politicians, essential workers, and others. A big, 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 big shout out to Avala Production, The Beat, Emoja Tumaini, and Young Leaders, where they do more than just talk. They connect you to the plug. Black Talk Series Podcast. Stay connected. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here we are with another podcast where Black Talk Series, and you hear the noise, if you hear the noise in the background, we are literally at the college campus. Shout out to Emoja Tumaini, and we have two amazing, talented, lovely ladies here today to talk about two of our topics, which has to do with the vaccine, and also what it feels like to be a black student in today's environment during the COVID era. So without no further ado, let the ladies introduce themselves and their majors. Go right ahead. My name is Tierra Reed. I am a major in environmental science. And my name is Chanel, and I'm majoring in business. All right, awesome. Okay, okay, we got science and business. You know, they tend to work together depending on the circumstance, but that's awesome. Um, Okay, so with no further ado, let's jump right into it. Have y'all been exposed or your family members been exposed to COVID, and what was the circumstances? Yes, my father has had COVID. He said it's terrible, but I've never, I've never had it at all. Okay. I've had two friends say they had it from their job. They've caught it from their job. Um, they just explained that they couldn't taste and couldn't smell. And that they felt terrible. Yeah. And how do y'all feel about, you know, the whole COVID situation and uh, the school shut down? When did y'all start coming to um, college? Well, we're freshmen. I started, I, the first time I came was like two weeks ago on a Monday for class. Oh, wow. So y'all new to the campus. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But we know around. So y'all was in high school last year. Mm-hmm. And what was that experience like? I mean, especially being a senior trying to graduate from high school. Well, when COVID first started, we were juniors and they took us out of school junior year. That year, I'm not going to lie, it was easy because it was unexpected. So they couldn't bring our grades down. So basically our grades stayed the same if we did work or not. So I was and, okay. Um, I was actually pregnant during the whole COVID situation. So I wasn't going to school regularly. I was going weekly. And I think my first week back into like fully staying at school, the same day we actually were called out of school. So oh, wow. I didn't go to school after that. But it was actually really easy, honestly. You just mm-hmm. did whatever assignments that were due. Easy for and me. you passed automatically because of, like, the circumstances. Yeah, the last... It, actually, the last year was kind of hard. Only because, like, I'm, like, a visual learner. So if I'm there, it would be easier. But I, I don't know how I did it, honestly. But I got through and we did it. Okay. Class so... All right, so that's different perspectives and different challenges. And so you said you got, so you gave birth so, like this recently. Um, 2019. Oh, you gave birth in 2019. So your child is a year? Yes. And some change. Wow, what is that experience like? Um, it's actually pretty hard, honestly, because she's supposed to be with me this week. And like the fact that I have a lot of school and it's my schedule is crazy. She's like far from me and it makes me feel like really really sad sometimes so I try to keep myself like less busy but I know like it's gonna pay off 
in the future. So I just keep myself positive. And as a black young mother, you are motivated to, to continue yes. finishing your school. That's impressive. You have any advice for young ladies? Uh, Ooh, yes. Um, honestly, keep yourself first. So honestly, love yourself first. Put yourself first no matter what. You can always, of course, there's like this something called um, mom guilt. Like when you have guilt about like doing stuff for yourself before you do stuff for your child. Mm. Honestly, just always have it in your mind that you were born, born into this world. So just like your child. But you have to put yourself first because without you, where would your child be? Right, right. And honestly, success is the number one thing because you don't want to have your child trying to figure out what they can do next to survive or what they have to do to get money or something like that. You want to build generational wealth. Therefore, like your family wouldn't have to work. They wouldn't have to do anything. They have basically life handed to them. Nice, nice. And I never heard of that. A mom guilt. Uh, yes. That's my first time ever hearing that. So. I have it really bad. Oh, so wow. anything like the fact that I'm here right now, if I start thinking too deeply, like, oh, what is my kid doing? What is is she thinking about me? I'll really start um, feeling bad. And OK. And, you know, this is for a purpose and this is why you're here. Yes. OK. I respect that. I respect that. And you're active, too. So I got to give you 100 percent credit. And I'm proud of you for continuing your education. Thank you. Um, and so did COVID scare you? any of you um yes it scared me really bad because in the beginning of covid um my daughter was really small and i wasn't living with my mother so we were actually at her father's house and it caused like like he was around a lot of people when he would go out and then whoever else was in the house would be around a lot of people so i was really scared for her to like contract anything from anybody that's coming in and out it's really scary. So you were stressed out around the COVID situation, yeah. especially having a newborn. Okay. Um, COVID did not scare me. Oh, it did not it scare really you? really didn't. Okay. Like, I don't... I'm, like... I know people are dying. That scares me. But I'm... I wouldn't say I'm scared to get it. Like, I'm... I feel like... I don't know. I'm just not scared. Okay. You know, I, I had that same idea mm-hmm. of not being afraid of catching COVID. Um... I think my fear was more if I gave it to somebody who maybe had high diabetes, high blood pressure. Oh, yeah. That's um, what made me scared. Because my mom has diabetes. She has blood pressure. Like, she would not... If she got it, that would be bad. That's what I was scared of. That's why I wasn't going anywhere. But for me personally, like, if I lived by myself or something, yeah, I wouldn't. it wouldn't matter. Okay. And I have a little brother, too. So I didn't want to get to him. Okay, okay. How about you? I have siblings. Um, they all go to school. And being oh now about that like the fact that kids are actually going back to school i don't think the younger kids should be going back to school because regardless regardless of them wearing masks they are all coming from different families and different people that are around them so you're putting them into this class let's say they touch each other you're bringing whatever germs came from this kid all the way to your house i don't think it's really smart for kids to be in school right now especially the younger ones it's just too much germs, and it's a really high risk for them to get sick. And it's all fun and games until your kid is the person that's getting sick. I, mean, I don't think the kids should be in school either. Okay. Um, well, you know, that's interesting. A lot of people still have, a lot of it is still unfounded and we're still unclear. Um, but I know what I did for my family hmm. to reduce the stress is everybody got vaccinated. So we don't have to think about whether you're going to get it or not and you're going to die. Um, now, I was a, uh, I'm not going to lie, I was an anti-vaccinator, uh, not with the campaign, till I caught COVID in December. Mm. It took me two months to recover. And that 
you know, knowing that my family comes from high blood pressure, um, diabetes, all the other elements, that I know if I, who was used to be an athlete, I used to box, I used to play basketball, uh, if it took me two months to recover, I know my parents, you know, who are a little bit overweight, you know, um, and, you know, uh, who are not in the best of health, mm-hmm. they couldn't survive COVID. There's like, I, it's, I couldn't see it. And we lost already four family members last year to COVID. So um, I just told, you know, just get the vaccine. So cause I don't know who I'm touching at the cashier. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's too much to think about, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what y'all think about that? Um, I really just think the vaccine is for people who choose to get it. I feel like it shouldn't be forced upon anybody that doesn't want to get the vaccine because I know that now they're saying it's required for people who work fast food jobs and like places with high traffic and I just feel like if they don't want to they should have that right to say I don't want it okay yeah because I know I don't want it I feel like if it's excuse me if you can still get it after you get the vaccine then what's the point in getting it like you can I know it's supposed to like supposedly like make it easier but I still feel like if if you can still get it after you get the vaccine, then there's no point in getting it. Yeah, I think, you know, I think all vaccines do not prevent a virus. They just help you deal with the virus better. Um, uh, there's certain viruses that you only get one time, like chickenpox, like you're supposed to get one time, mm-hmm. um, like chickenpox and things of that nature. But there's other viruses that are just kind of like, how can I say this? When Have you been to the hospital and seen all those folks? Yeah. Kind of like on the tube? I think that's scary and it's kind of like too late to have someone you love sitting in that bed so for me I know it doesn't prevent COVID but if you're going to catch COVID at least I know at least have a chance you're going to have a fighting chance so I can see you next week you know my thing is I want to be able to hug you love you laugh with you learn with you for as long as I can Mm -hmm. and if it's just a vaccine shot then you know it's a vaccine shot that's my 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 interpretation and another thing I feel I don't know. There's a lot of conspiracies, but I feel like why are why are we being persuaded like weed for getting the vaccine, money to get the vaccine? Like I know you're trying to protect everybody, but they're trying like we was just I don't know when it got legalized, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't not too long ago. And now you're trying to give it out for somebody to get the vaccine. Like why why are you trying that hard? I, mean, I don't know. I just You're don't suspicious. Think, yeah, a yeah, lot of like, us were suspicious. Yeah, like, why are you trying that yeah. hard to get some, have somebody take that? Yeah, somebody. there's a lot of suspicions, a lot of curiosity, um, you know, and you have a lot of legitimacy there um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of history with um, the medical system and how they sometimes exploit us. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I look at it now is, you know, I get a headache, I get an aspirin, I can't tell you what's inside the aspirin, but mm-hmm. I know I'm going to need my headache on, you know. So um, my model now is kind of like, um, trying to figure out, you know, how to, you know, I think there's bigger issues like how to survive, how to build wealth for your family, how mm-hmm. to make sure that your kids have a uh, proper education and opportunity to survive um, in the economy and in the housing market and the academia world. And so for me, this COVID thing is too much to think about mm-hmm. and it's not enough information. And I think for the next five, seven years, more information is going to come out. But while people are figuring it out, if there's a method to survive, I'm taking it for my fam. You know, that's just my model, you know. Mm -hmm. What you think about that? I completely agree. Um, I just feel, honestly, simply, 
if you that's what you chose to do because you want to protect your family you want to get the that you wanted to get the vaccine to protect your family so you did mm-hmm. i'm standing in the corner of i wouldn't put vaccines that i don't know what's in. i don't even really take medicine mm-hmm. unless i completely know what's all in it and you never know so i just don't take medicine and my daughter actually isn't vaccinated she was born um around COVID, like when COVID began so they right. couldn't give her anything they couldn't mm-hmm. give her shots nothing so um she's actually very very healthy she talks she talks now and she's only one and she's not even you know she's very smart yes like she's very advanced well, you have an intelligent mom so i could only expect the daughter to be the reflection of the mother thank you um your, school, your daughter's going to go to a regular public school or private? She's going to go to a private school. Okay. Um, because I, I know they're going to force the vaccine. Not mm-hmm. COVID, but, you know, she's too young to get a COVID yeah. vaccine. But, you know, she's going to have to take the the shots. Mm-hmm. Are you prepared for that? Uh, the private school that I was looking up doesn't require vaccines at okay. all. And I okay. plan to keep her not vaccinated because I feel like it changes our physical. Because she's completely bigger than us one-year-old okay like she's she's not very not your traditional yeah she's okay. not a traditional built kid okay. she's very like original like what is that organic right 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 okay okay all right how about you oh i know you're doing your thing that's how i love it <laughs> no uh, but, um go ahead you i'm actually being forced to take the vaccine you work so i get fired oh if i don't get the vaccine by november 15th they're gonna fire me but I'm planning on telling them that it's for religious reasons why I'm not taking it. Like, I'm a Christian and all, but that's, I'm not lying, but I don't know if they're going to accept that. Like, I have to send it to HR, and they either fire me or they accept it. But if they try to fire me, I'm going to be like, oh, wait, don't fire me. I'll get it. That's what I feel like. (laughs) I feel like I'm being cornered into getting it. Like, there's no other way. And they're saying if it's any company that has over 100 people. That's every single company. So where am I going to get hired? How am I going to make money if I can't get hired anywhere for not being vaccinated? I feel like I knew that as soon as COVID hit and the vaccine came out, I knew they were going to force us to get, take it. I knew they were going to say, nobody can work unless you have it. I just knew that was going to happen. And now I'm in a, a place where I don't know what to do because they're going to they either fire me or they let me stay. And if they try to fire me, I don't know if I can change my mind and be like, oh, I'll take it, but it's worth a try. Mm, so you're going to take it? a chance. So, you know, there's a lot of places that are requiring you to get the vaccine to work. Even, like, my job isn't even all, it's just bakers. Like, it's not anything serious. It's not like, I mean, I come into contact with people, but we have plastic things covering you, you feel comfortable with the situation. We, everyone's wearing masks, so I don't know. I'm comfortable with it, how it is right now. I don't mind wearing the mask. I'll wear the mask. It's not like I'm like one of those people who are like, no, we, I don't need masks. I have a breathing problem. Like, just not to wear them. I, I, I'll I wear them. I'd rather wear them okay. than get the vaccine. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, it's a stressful conversation for folks because there's mm-hmm. a lot to think about. Yeah. Um, it was a horrible job to roll out how the vaccine came out. Um, you know... And I'll be honest with you, you know, that's a lot of uncertainties. But what I do know is that folks that I, that I do know who got the vaccine, they have caught COVID, but they didn't die. Mm-hmm. You know, they just got like the sniffles. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they got the vaccine, they were like exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, I don't want to be... I don't want to change. I don't want anything to change at all. 
no? I'm gonna I get it, you. I need to be the same person. Nothing physically has needs to change. Right. Nothing mentally needs to change. Okay. I need to be me after I get it. Okay. Well, my wife took it uh, a year, well, six months ago, mm-hmm. and she she the same. And so, um, you know, it took her singing voice away. No. Oh. No, she the same. She the same. Oh, I thought you said she can sing. No, I no, 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 no. I was no, like, no. oh, what happened? She the same person. Um, I thought, you know, I'm not gonna lie to you because I was looking at her like every week, like, yo, what's going on? Your eye gonna look different, you know? <laughs> what you're gonna get to grow another finger? But um, nah, she she's the same person. Nothing's changed. The only thing that when she did get the vaccine, she was tired that day, and she had to take. She fell asleep. She, she went to bed early that's what everybody was saying um, that they're yeah so that was the thing and then the next day we was like we were okay and she was like i'm fine and so that was the only thing that was different is that she was exhausted um the first day she got the shot outside mm-hmm. of that she was fine um so she's you know she and she works she's a nurse practitioner mm-hmm. she works in psychiatric medicine and she's a pediatrician as well so yeah you know she likes working with families and kids and mm-hmm. so for her she has to make a choice you know uh you know and she did she mm-hmm. made a choice but yeah for you right you, you got to figure it out yeah i'm actually i'm interested in being a kindergarten teacher so i know i would have to rethink the whole vaccine thing just right now i'm saying no okay i want to be a real estate agent so i don't think i don't think i should be forced to get it like my birthday is before well house hall set up i have to be 18 to do real estate mm-hmm. i'll be 18 before the deadline to get the vaccine so a few days before so i might just quit and go right into real estate and be an intern because i can still get paid by just shadowing and stuff and helping out like with open houses so and you figure this thing out huh yes i have it all figured out like i cannot i can't be unemployed and not make money i can't like I'm an expensive person. I need money all you the time. You are an expensive person. Look, I ladies am. and gentlemen, this is Black Talk Series. You know we got. You know next week we got to bring that subject back. I'm an expensive person. What does that mean? Um, but for right now, we'll focus on this COVID um, and figure out what's going on with that vaccine. So now, my other question: You, you know, you're black young entrepreneurs and young black females um, who are also part of the community. You just got into a college campus this semester. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Do you think there's a difference between just being a black student or in a, another type of ethnic student, or is it all the same? I think there's a big difference, honestly, because especially what area you're in, honestly, I get frowned at a lot. And I don't know if it's because, like, my demeanor or is it, it's because of my skin complexion. And I haven't really got a whiff of any um, racism on the campus besides, like, one person. But I just feel like it's very different, and I feel like it's a bigger responsibility to be a black student than to be, like, an other race because you have more pressure. Like, some people come from families with no graduates, no nothing. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody just does – everybody just sits around, basically, and that's what I come from. I come from, like, people who claim that they do all this other stuff that just sit around and collect, like – money from the county and edd and stuff like that so i feel like it's like a really really big responsibility like and weight on your shoulders yeah it's to like be something it's like you have a whole lot of shadows above you like are you gonna do it right are you a ghetto student like are you like are you doing what you're supposed to do like are you going to class like i get that question all the time why wouldn't i go to class right. are you asking somebody else would they go to class i hate when people do that like they'll ask me something 
but won't ask the next person. Like, why are you asking me? Why aren't you asking yeah. somebody else that question? Like, do I look... You can't base... People base a lot of stuff off of looks. Yeah. Okay. Like, they'll assume... Like, right now, I got this, this little ponytail, but, like, I don't know how many inches. It doesn't even matter. But they'll look at us like we're just, like, ghetto. Yeah. Okay. I got a ghetto comment here before. Yeah. Because of the way your hair looks? Yes. My yes. hair was in these, like, four ballies, but they were, like, braided down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, um... The girl. Oh, she yeah. asked her boyfriend if she, she should get her, her hair like that. If she should get her hair like that. And he was like, no, that ghetto ratchet A word. Like, what? Like, oh, oh. That oh. was on on the campus or... Oh, no, was it was in the area. In the area? Yeah. Oh, wow. It was on campus. It was? Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> So that so, being uh, so, and let's, let's also clarify: you young black females. Yes. And so the question at hand is: is it difficult or more challenging uh, to be uh, a black uh, student, or is it all the same? And you're saying you feel there's more pressure. Yes. Yeah, I feel like like people, they expect us not to do much. They expect us to be low. Yeah. And other people are higher than us. Mm-hmm. So it's like you kind of have to show them that you're just as, you're on the same level as everybody else. Like you yeah. have to do extra mm-hmm. to show that you're not where they think you are. Right, right, right. Like I'm, you know what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like yeah. I'm a person with um, a lot of energy. I'm really, really vibrant and I'm always doing something crazy. And people assume, assume that I'm a little like not smart or like, a goofball like fully but i'm right. really goofy and really fun so i will be like doing something crazy outside or something crazy in the quad and like the way people would you know i i pick up on energy really well so the way people would like present themselves to me or like say things to me right. well, they would try to make me feel as if i'm below them oh. and as soon as i catch it i laugh it's like it's really funny to me i laugh and I just like say something in a way I'm really condescending. Like I can make someone feel like. So are you sure? Are you sure you want to say that to me? So your response is to be more aggressive. No. Or because as a black woman, you're already seen as the aggressor. The angry black woman. Oh, yeah. So, so, you, so I am really like. Oh. It's like a calm like. Yeah. It's really like. So you really can't express yourself because you feel like when you do that, they make you like the angry black. Yes. Wow. Wow. And coming from a childhood, and I've always been, like, temperamental, so I have a really bad temper. I can go from zero to 100 in, like, five seconds. Mm-hmm. Coming from that, I had to really learn people are always going to look at you as that. So even though you are that, you have to have more self-control in certain situations. Do you feel other ethnic group has to have that same level of self-control? I feel like they have to, but they don't. Because I, I can name a situation. Um, it was a, a person who works here. She said something to me like, um, what if I called you an ugly, an ugly B word or something like that? But my whole thing in my head was, why would you even, yeah, why would was, that even come to mind? Because she, she was supposed to be, we're supposed to be acting professional or whatever. Right. And she was like, what if I called you an ugly B? And, but the whole thing is, why Why would you? Right. Like, wh- why would that come from? That? Why? And she literally, like, looked me. She was a white woman. Why would you look at me? She looked me in my eyes as if she was saying it to me. And she was like, what if I called you an uh, a ugly bee? And, and I'm like, ooh, babe. <laughs> wow. I don't feel like Whoa. it was an example, wow. though. I feel like she... So you, thought, you felt like she really meant it. Yeah, even though she was trying she, to give Where did this example. example come from? And she's the we type didn't ask of person. Like, it's... She's... You felt like... 
Well, she's, I feel like she said it to me. Like, okay. it wasn't something. So and she, she was, says things to people that, like, she makes it stick. Yeah, she told someone head, else. Like, I don't know. Like, um, they don't really want you on the team. And it was like. Uh, and let people know you're on the cheerleading team. Right? Yes, mm-hmm. we're, okay. we're cheerleaders okay. at um, San Bernardino Valley College. Mm-hmm. Check us out. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Okay. Try on next Thursday. Yeah, that's what's up. Um, man, I, you know, I'm, so I'm sorry to hear about your experience um, and your challenges. Um, you're right. You do have to figure out how to navigate this mm-hmm. academic and um, workforce uh, as a person of color, especially if you're black. Because mm-hmm. um, it comes with a lot of challenges. You have to overperform, overarticulate, and then you have to overcontrol your emotions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, uh, you can't be free to be yourself and express yourself. Go ahead. You want to say something? Mm-hmm. Back to the um, overarticulation. I grew up in Georgia. Wow. They talk really like that. Like you, you have this lingo about yourself. Right. And when I came here, it was like everybody called me ghetto. Like what? saying like, oh, why do you talk like that? Like why are you speaking like that? So wow. once I got to um, high school, um, I started like trying to articulate myself more. And they were like, oh, you're a white girl. Like why are you talking like that? Like why are you? Why are you? Why do you sound like that? Wow. Like you're whitewashed. I'm like. I sound educated. Is that why? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you why talk do you like have this, to? That, and the third. Why do I have to be mm-hmm. quote unquote whitewashed? Because I'm speaking with like etiquette, like proper I'm English. Proper I'm right. actually speaking. I'm trying to allow you to understand what I'm saying. Because if I be like, can you hand me that water bottle? And you don't know what I'm talking about. Can you like, pl- what did you, you please say? hand me that water bottle? But why are you talking like that? It's like, wow. like either way it goes, yeah. you're wrong. Like you can't win for losing. No. Wow, um, this is powerful. Uh, great guest, by the way. Tell them your name and your major again, so they know. I'm Tierra Reed, and I major in environmental science. And I'm Chanel, and I'm majoring in business. Awesome, awesome. And and uh, this is Black Talk series, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to, to uh, Emoja Tumaini, mm-hmm. and uh, stay connected because we have more to come. And uh, and that's a wrap.